Hello and welcome to the Alternative Path. Super excited about this episode as this is the first repeat uh, podcast guest we've got on the Alternative Path. Now, I first spoke to Stuart Evans back in November 2020. Stuart is the head teacher of the New Leaf Inclusion Centre, which for those of you that don't know, is a pupil referral unit in the Midlands. Now, when I first spoke to Stuart, obviously COVID was pretty, pretty full on as it kind of still is, but you know, we were really in that COVID kind of cycle. That's Stuart, great to have you on. Um, I'm not going to kind of go into too much uh, in, info or questions about your history because I think we covered a lot of that on the first recording, but how's things been? How's things been since we first spoke in November 2020? Uh, <laughs> hectic, um, challenging. Um, yes, we're still continuing with our school improvement. Um, We've actually got the school out of special measures now, which is a great achievement for all the staff. Um, and uh, currently with the, the, the COVID status, um, it keeps us on as we don't know what we're walking into into t- tomorrow. So, um, yeah, it, it's certainly challenging times and um, staff absence is a challenge, especially in a small school, and and that presents a challenge for the pupils who, um, within the PRU, have their own needs and 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 often change uh, can destabilise them quite quite a bit. So yeah, it's it, it's certainly been an interesting, however long it is, fifteen months since we last spoke. Um, but but we're getting there, and we've got a good team who work hard for each other and, and continue to do what we need to do to meet the needs of the pupils. Brilliant. I think like you, um, you know, I think pretty much every school across the country at the minute is having those, those kind of gaps in staffing and recruitment was something that we really didn't try and talk too much about in kind of the recordings we've done so far, but I think kind of it's, it's probably a, a really important time to kind of touch on that subject because there are yeah you know, every school is is in a, in the same situation I think with with staffing and you know that's just like the one of the toughest things in but the best of times recruitment in any kind of establishment yeah. or company now given what we're in now it's you know it's 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 really tough how how have you kind of managed that the absences and not knowing when those absences might come yeah I mean we we been really fortunate without um rehashing the the kind of history of the school um in the nearly four years that i've been there we've been really stable in our staffing once once we kind of moved the staff on that we needed to move on earlier in my early in my tenure um out of a about 30 odd staff we've only lost sort of four or five something like that over the nearly four years that i've been there um and we've managed to recruit some real high quality uh, staff as well which has continued to move the school forward um and and i think that's what what we've made sure in our recruitment is that we recruit people who have the understanding and the ethos and the vision as to how we want to work with these pupils that we work with um and 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 I'm always really proud to to say that a school in special measures and a PRU in special measures to be able to keep hold of staff for so long. Um, it, it, it's testament to I think how we work as a leadership team, um, and and the ethos that we try and work with for the pupils. So that that team ethos and that wanting to be there has meant that um, staff have, have have really mucked in as a 
as a small school, the um, staff obviously pick up a range of roles and responsibilities. Um, so that can have quite an impact on people. That can have quite an impact across the school. Um, but again, it, it's very much all hands on deck at the moment. Um, I, I know I was teaching maths and history yesterday. I think I've got IT and science tomorrow. So, uh, yeah, I've d dusted off the whiteboard pens and um, everybody's looking at me to, to, yeah. to provide an outstanding. It is all hands on deck. And I'm a firm believer that I, I, I need to muck in as well. Um, and especially when the, the, the going gets tough. So, yeah, we're, we're, we're very much, a, it's, a, it's a team ethos and we're all in it. And as well, one of the things, and, and this isn't disrespectful to any um, agency staff or anything like that, but our pupils don't like change and they don't like bases. Um, so wherever we can, we try and keep any cover internal and staff realise the importance of relationships. So they build relationships so that we can pick up whatever we need to um, pick up with the students and, and almost keep keep the day running as, as you were um and students notice as little change as possible yeah i think um touch on something there about the agency staff thing i com completely agree with you i think um i've worked in agencies previously where there's been people running um mainstream desks and you know so much of that is your your daily supply staff and in in special ap and pro that kind of ad hoc daily stuff just doesn't really work. it doesn't work because the pupils don't they 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 don't respond well to change and to new faces so sometimes i guess from a school's point of view a lot of the times in special op or pro it's it's easier not to have those extra staff because it just causes more disruption but i think an interesting one with some of the schools that i talk to a lot to is you know that is kind of true but there's also that you know, in certain in a, in education settings, you have to have they have to have certain numbers of ratios. And when you get into kind of like the real high, kind of level kind of needs and support, they almost uh, like I'd love to see some stats on like or some numbers on like the schools that have closed due to not having enough staff members. Because I think when people are reading that schools are closing or schools are thinking about closing, they're presuming it's because of maybe outbreaks of COVID within pupils, but I'm sure I'm, I'm, I would hazard a guess that a lot of that actually is down to they just don't have enough pupil, uh, staff to open the school and to keep keep the school running, which is when nothing's like kind of mixed timetables of some pupils in and then they rotate in, I think. Would you kind of have any thoughts on that? Yeah, uh, uh, absolutely. Um, we get a public health update weekly as head teachers within our area. Um, and basically covid amongst pupils isn't a reason to to close the year groups especially as the um isolation rules have evolved over the last sort of six months um but the difficulty is is when you just haven't got the staff and you can't get the staff and some a, a body in a classroom is fine but a, a, you, you need more than that and i know that recruiters are struggling to to have have the um amount of amount that they need with uh, to get to get into schools um we are, as i say i've always been a firm believer that um we have the staff who can work with the kids um and we we've actually gone uh, probably four staff i think over the years we've gone from temp to perm 
with them where they've come in, done a bit of long-term supply, been really effective um, and the post has become vacant. So yeah, we appoint, but it's really important. And, and as you say, sometimes it's um, where a, a, a member of staff comes in through the agency. It's sometimes more trouble than it's worth because the, the pupils give them so much stick that the leadership team ends up in the classroom anyway. So you might as well just deliver it yourself, to be honest, because you're going to be in that classroom anyway, trying to sort some of the problems out. Um, and again, that, that's no disrespect to the agency staff. That's the, the nature of the area that we work in. Yeah, One of the things I wanted to uh, touch on, you mentioned it at the beginning there, is um, so you've, since your uh, kind of uh, arrival, you have taken, you and your team have taken um, new leaf from inadequate to requires improvement. Be really interested to to kind of know a bit more about that 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 journey from getting from inadequate to requires improvement and kind of the key things I suppose that you feel have really kind of changed. To that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, when we had uh, our inadequate judgment, we had. Uh, I think it was about two pages of areas for improvement. There was about 15 areas for improvement, I think it was, and it was absolutely ridiculous. And if there was a grade or two below a grade four across the board, we'd have probably got a grade six or something like that. Um, the uh, in inspector who inspected us in April 2018 says it's one of the worst provisions he's, he's actually inspected. So it, it was kind of a low bar to move from. Um, but because there was so much to do, we couldn't do everything. So what, what I've tried to do is do it kind of organically and sustainably across the, the four years and, and continuing now, where we, we prioritise what we've needed to prioritise, get that embedded and then move on to the next thing, because it, it would have been very easy to chuck everything out, um, chuck everything at the staff, um, but then nothing gets done effectively. So we, we kind of prioritise. One, one of the first things that we absolutely needed to address was um, really poor safeguarding practices within the school. Um, so we did a lot of work around safeguarding the local authority supporters bit with that as well. Um, but our main priority, first and foremost, I wasn't too worried about the quality of teaching and stuff like that, to be honest. It, it, it was around safeguarding and making sure we've got the relevant, robust processes in place. Um, and part of that was around training for that um, professional curiosity for staff, because that, that just wasn't there and they weren't asking the right questions and looking at the, um, the signs from pupils. So we over the first two years, we did a hell of a lot of work on safeguarding practices and understanding and how to report um, and what to report and how to move that forward. Um, and, and from the outset, we've had quite um, a large team of family support workers and pastoral staff to be able to support that process. Um, the, the needs of our pupils are high in terms of SEN needs for a lot of them, but up as in terms of their vulnerabilities. Um, and just the nature of being excluded from a mainstream secondary, their vulnerabilities, are, or a mainstream primary as well, their vulnerabilities are quite high because they have to cross town to get to our school. 
um and and that's exacerbated through family issues and and what have you so safeguarding was a real um a, a push for us in the early days of, of of the improvement once we got embedded we were able to start to, to look at the curriculum um so uh, as uh, a pro we had a number of pupils who came in with social emotional needs and the the curriculum that uh, they received was was basically replicate a mainstream curriculum so they'd be doing english maths some science we didn't have much science facilities but humanities subjects um all the mainstream subjects if you like but there was no addressing of what the pupils needs were socially emotionally uh so we adapted the curriculum and brought in pshe lessons every single day so in terms of personal development we were looking at those areas and we also um went hard in the initial days on the social emotional aspects of learning so we went back to the old national strategies we got all the files on that and um every pupil had uh, half an hour of seal every day so the social emotional aspects of learning and that what what that did was grow an understanding within the staff that to support these pupils properly this needs to be across the curriculum and in every single lesson so as that became embedded in the staff we were able to take the um individual seal lessons off the timetable because actually what we were seeing was it was embedded in every single lesson so we developed the the, the curriculum that way and we actually moved to a thematic based curriculum where I, I was we were talking as, as as staff and the the national curriculum can be very dry and you look at the curriculum statements that you've got to achieve and um then you try and create activities around these very dry statements so actually what i said what i said to the staff was let's create a topic based curriculum a thematic curriculum where we create really engaging activities be it in the classroom outside of the classroom in school outside of school wherever it may be and from those activities we extrapolate every bit of learning that we can and we extrapolate all areas of the national curriculum that we can so within food technology we were doing math lessons we were doing lessons, we were doing geography lessons science lessons all of those different aspects and we were able to it it requires an in-depth knowledge of the national curriculum but what we're able to do is engage the learners first and foremost and they remember more by doing it in a food lesson or doing something out of school than they do regurgitating it in in a classroom so those were were some of the 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 main aspects that we'd got to address um alongside that was meeting the SEND needs of the pupils so um january 19 i recruited um my deputy head who was masenko highly skilled came with a social work background um and uh we we really pushed the agenda around quality first teaching in the classroom and we moved from very early on when it was when it was chaotic I, I said to my staff look just put some tasks on to get them in the classroom and get them used to sitting down and 
being in the classroom that then evolved to actually no we're not doing task-based lessons anymore we're doing learning in lessons so we started to sequence around english and maths primarily um, but as well the quality first teaching about meeting the needs of all the pupils because they all come in with with significant needs not not all a majority of them come in with significant needs that, that haven't been addressed be that a family safeguarding need or be that a cognition and learning need um, so that as well the the pupil passports we reevaluated our admission processes so that there was really robust standardized scoring on admission which gave us a whole wealth of information as to what pathway a pupil would be on and how we're going to support those pupils then that gets delivered in the classroom uh, teaching and learning has come on immensely we've still got a way to go especially around some of our foundation subjects and um, some schools are, uh, external to us are supporting us with that process but it, it's it, it's been very much um, organic the development that we've got and the evolution has has been sustainable and manageable to the point where actually it, it can carry on um, and we can keep it keep the improvement trajectory moving we want to be good next time we we get inspected if not outstanding um, and we're pointing in the right direction um, so yeah it, it, it was very much that I don't want to chuck everything at it we've got to pick what our priorities are and throughout we've always prioritized um, pretty effectively as to, to what we need to address at any given time yeah, loads of loads of info in there, and like you say, I suppose when you've got, I think you said two pages of of things to work on, and <laughs> picking out the kind of ones that, you know, I think in in any job you can sometimes spend too long on lots of tasks and feel like you're not really getting anywhere. So yeah, prioritising on a fewer things and actually making progress and and then moving on to things makes absolute absolute sense but i can kind of imagine that sometimes you look at things like that two-page report and think wow right we need to get all this sorted so actually yeah, what you've what you've done is is brilliant and like especially throughout the last kind of two or three years you know it's been challenging enough as it as it is but when you've got all that to work on as well you know like I think yeah credit to you and all the team one of the other things um i'm really interested to know is I think when we spoke the first time, we spoke about, um, I think I spoke about with everyone we've, we've had on so far to a point, is about that stereotype around pupil referral units as a, as a provision. Have you found there's been a shift or any changes in regards to how maybe mainstream or the wider community view your type of school in the last couple of years or so has there been much shift in that at all uh, uh i'm uh, put it this way i'm still having conversations where people go well you don't do gcses do you and you don't do key stage two sats and not that they've existed in the last couple of years but um those conversations are still out there and those stereotypes are still out there um i think the agenda around proves and alternative provision is moving forward as a need and i think the expectations around our type of provision are much higher than they used to be i have to temper that with um is it just the people that i'm engaged with and surrounding myself with that believe that or is it actually within the wider community um 
but um, I, I think it is still finished a little bit with the issues of dumping, ground smoking, drug taking, knives, and well, and, and a kind of prison pipeline, if you like. But actually, what what we're trying to do is we try to meet the needs of the holistic child in in, in every sense. So yes, we have teaching staff, but I do also have a big support staff network because unless we're addressing those issues, we're not going to move much further forward in terms of what's going on in the classroom. So I, I do think um, we, we try to, to sell what we, not sell what we do, but publicise what we do through our website and good news stories and, and all of that and regular contact with parents and rewards for, for pupils who are doing well, but support for, for pupils who maybe are struggling a little bit. But rewards for improvement as well um and and very much so i think the expectation around alternative provision is that pupils can achieve and it is a, a valid provision for some pupils who will struggle within within mainstream settings um how widespread that is like i say i don't know whether i'm a little bit insulated uh with the contacts that i have um or whether it's um, a what more widely held belief, but certainly the conversations that I'm having are more in tune with what we're trying to trying to do. And I always say to people, look, uh, when was the last time you visited an alternative provision or a PRU? Um, and I had a conversation with someone a few months ago who kind of was a little bit critical of of our school and. Um, that was based on what's gone on historically. Yeah, quite rightly, critical. But actually, I hadn't been to the school in the last three three years, so didn't know that we've got a new building, doesn't know the curriculum that we're offering, doesn't know the support that we offer to all the pupils. So, yeah, it, it, it's. It, I think it's, it's changing, but how quickly it's changing, I might be looking through rose-tinted spectacles based on the... Um, the the, the people that I uh, talk to and, and, and associate with, like yourselves, who are kind of in tune with what we're trying to do. Um, and is that a wider held belief? I, I don't know, to be honest. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really hard to gauge, isn't it? I completely, as soon as you said it, I was like, I completely know what you mean because yeah. the, the schools we, we visit and we get the privilege of visiting schools not as much as we'd like to because of COVID, but um, you can see that the work that's going on and the kind of progress that's been made with each individual pupil and it's it's not all about and I don't even think mainstream education should be all about what grades you get it should be about that whole journey through through education no matter what the end result is to a point but something else I wanted to ask you about and you just reminded me there was your new bill I think when I spoke to you last time I think that was just started or was you were currently around a bit of a building site is that correct yeah. you kind of moved into your new site now and well we we've we've got a brand new site um being commissioned and so we're just in discussions with with architects around a brand new build but we have moved from our uh, humble porter cabin um and we've now got a, a brick building which is great um and it's made up of 
two separate buildings. So what, what it gives us the opportunity to do now is work really flexible flexibly with our pupils based on their need um, and that goes back to kind of the admission procedures that we've we've put in as I spoke about before which really identifies what the need are needs are of the pupils where they're at and we we're firm believers in in the phrase of meeting the pupils where they're at um, some pupils we've got on home tuition because their anxiety is absolutely through the roof regarding school and if we were trying to force the issue of bringing them into school um it would we'd be just banging away for god knows how long to 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 no results whereas what we can do is meet them on their terms so we build the relationships at home keep the learning going at home and then we're able to integrate them into a quieter part of school um, with with that home tutor then we can start moving them into lessons then we can withdraw the home the, the the tutor from the lessons and the pupil functions on their own and we've worked that model with a with a couple of pupils now it, it, it it's not an, a, a quick process by any stretch of the imagination one of our pupils has taken about 18 months to get through that process where we were going out well, we were trying to get him into school to start with, refusing to come in. Um, so we stripped it right back. Uh, and, and now he came into a quieter part of the school and now he's in, in lessons full time without the one-to-one -one support that he, that he used to have. So, so that, that building change has been instrumental in, in how we work with a lot of pupils and it's provided that flexibility to push the more able uh, to support those who need more support um, and actually uh, I'm touching wood I know I'm the camera on but I'm touching wood think things are going really well and we're really settled at the moment um, and the kids for the most part look after it um, take care of it realize that a lot of money's been spent and and um, I'm grateful to the local authority for for backing us on that um, but it is the right place and the staff love it as well. The staff feel a sense of pride around it and that actually they're being backed to, to, to do the job that they're being paid to do. So they're really happy. So, yeah, it's, it, it's been really positive and, and created a lot of opportunities for us. Spoken to um, a, a few head teachers that have, as I'm sure been, well, anyone who doesn't know, there are, there are lots of um, sort of SEMH provisions being 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 built currently i think there's lots of special special slash SEMH schools kind of being built across the country and the heads that i've spoken to all comment on the difference that it makes because you know when you're working like you do with some of the most vulnerable young people in society if you've got substandard surroundings that really like, that really can't be can't help at all can it so having that that kind of a new build or something that they can kind of feel proud of must make so much difference to the pupils just because Absolutely. it must make them feel like wanted you know when you know when you're getting yeah. sent somewhere that's basically should be not really fit for purpose it must just make them feel even kind of less wanted yeah um, i mean when 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 i started at the school they're in a porter cabin at the back of a car park um timber frame porter cabin um there were cages up the windows 
Um, so when a pupil looks out, what message are you giving them that they're looking through bars? Um, you're pl playing into the stereotypical prison pipeline, aren't you? So straight away, I took those down and we had a few broken windows and everything, but we went through that. Um, but, but the timber frame building acoustically was horrendous and you only needed someone dysregulated at one end of the building and that reverberates down the whole building. So those with sensory, sensory issues uh, on, on the autistic spectrum, et cetera, really struggled with that. Um, whereas now we've got opportunity, we've, we've created a really nice sensory room and a, and a dark room as well. So those who are struggling to regulate can utilize those facilities. We've got different areas. And, and again, if it, is, uh, if it is that you have a few pupils dis dysregulated, actually you can't hear it throughout the whole school, whereas we could before. Um, so we're able to contain any aspects of that um, within certain areas of the school. So that, that flexibility has been really paramount. And, and like you say, they want some ownership. The, the phrase I used when I first started at New Leaf was, um, you've got the most disaffected, challenging and vulnerable pupils in the borough, and they've actually got the worst provision in the borough when really they should actually have the best provision because a, a, none of these pupils choose the life that's been given to them. Um, so they actually deserve the best provision. And, and that's what I've been battling for. And, and we're getting there. Uh, we're not we're not a million miles off. We've still got a way to go, but they deserve the best. And every, every day my team bring their A game and it can be tiring at times, uh, and especially as in current circumstances, as, we, as we've discussed. But those kids deserve it and we'll keep coming back to them and keep working with them, whatever whatever they may throw at us. So, yeah, it's, it, it, it's certainly been a real positive lift for staff and pupils. And yeah, like you say, and for the staff, because I know I touched on um, the pupils having something that they feel like they're appreciated, but yeah, equally yourself and staff to feel like you're being backed is a, like you say, from when yep. the local authorities said they were going to back it, that's a massive, uh, like a massive um, sense of relief, if that's the right word, that you're, what you're doing is, is appreciated, I guess. But another thing like you touched on there and anyone who's, Who's listening? That's that's never been to an alternative provision or pupil referral unit. You know, like you know, I think as as I talk about this with with friends quite a lot. I think especially because of what, what we do for for work, and it's so easy, isn't it, to see a, a a young person in society behaving in a certain way and stereotype that young person as a naughty boy, naughty girl, whatever it might be. But you're, you're going to start me now, David, aren't you? Yeah, <laughs> you're going to start me. <laughs> That young person, you know, I was talking to the head teacher we met today, you know, she, she said when she she started in uh, more senior roles within specials, she started as a PA and went on to be a head teacher. She remember reading um, the kind of reports and referrals of pupils that were coming in and sitting on her desk crying because she was reading things and thinking, really, does this really happen to yeah. these young people? Yeah. And yeah. this is why, yeah. but for anyone who's listening, you know, I think, like Stuart said, if you can go and visit if you're interested in working in, in the park, go, go and visit, see if you can go and visit. And most of the cruise IP that I've ever spoken to would, would welcome you because they, like, like yourself, want to help shift that stereo. And, and, and it stems, stems back to, I know, I think we spoke about this last time, was the 
um, initial teacher training framework and all of those training aspects, making sure that they're addressing that where a pupil is dysregulated in the class, that you're understanding what's going on, why it might happen rather than they're just a naughty boy or girl. Um, and certainly I know some of the work that I was doing um, a bit of a course through e, uh, Education Endowment um, Fund and um, I was asked to do a bit of work on the course that I was actually on uh, through the conversations that I've been eliciting throughout the, the course and, and that's led to us going up to deliver to some um, graduates, some uh, teacher trainees uh, around behaviour management and actually what do you need to do and why might these circumstances be uh, occur where a pupil sat under a desk and yeah, unpicking the sensory needs of that pupil when it gets a bit loud and, and some of it is, is really basic but it's not taught and, and that's the real frustration about it. Some of it is really easy and straightforward to understand and if you understand it you look at that so-called naughty pupil in front of you through a different lens and, and it's a supportive lens rather than a punitive lens. Definitely and like you say there's um kind of teacher training aspect of how much work is done in 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 kind of special or or a, a kind of alternative provision setting is is something that again everyone I've spoken to and still speak to wishes there was there was more there was more in that yeah it would benefit everyone wouldn't it really um yeah most definitely um brilliant sure I feel like we could um we could chat for for a while there's <laughs> things that we could almost go into there around around that kind of the kind of managing pupils behaviors and all that sort of stuff but yeah I want to kind of also um firstly like congratulate you and your team on on where you're taking the school because like for anyone kind of listening that hopefully a lot of people understand it anyway but to kind of make the progress that that Stuart's made with with kind of what's in front of him is 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 great and that's a credit to you your team and also your pupils I think it's you know it's testament to what you're building and yeah I kind of take my hat off to to you for for doing that but anyone want to finish it on on this but anyone again who might be interested in in working in a pro alternative a pro alternative provision what kind of in today's world as as we are today what kind of what would your advice be to them um just be prepared to just keep going back to it you'll be tested and you'll be tested and and challenged quite severely at times probably um but a lot of the time what what the pupils are testing is are, are you in it for the long haul because a lot of the time they've been let down by adults um and actually it's it's the way that you present as an adult the way that you keep going back um and uh, I, I did a bit of training with my staff on Monday and referred to the um, Paul Dix book, When Adults Change, Everything Changes. And actually it's that, that mentality as to how you present and if you present with a smile, and it's sometimes really difficult to present with a smile every single morning, but if you present with a smile, present with empathy, understanding, 
um, and that you actually care about that child in front of you, then over time you will get there. And I'll, I'll, I think I'll probably use this example last time and I'll, I'll quickly just refer to it is we've had pupils who um, through their development, when they were first with us, when they were dysregulated, would be punching, kicking, spitting, swearing, trashing rooms, um, breaking stuff within the classroom. And it was horrendous. And that could last all morning. And through the positive relationships and through the keeping on coming back and saying, I'm still here from, for you, that developed into, well, they stopped hitting the teacher. They still swore at the teacher. They still trashed the classroom and broke things. Then that developed into, well, they they stopped breaking things. They might have chucked a, a few books off the bookcase and, and, and trashed the room a bit um, and were swearing. Then that developed into, actually, I quite respect this teacher, so I'm not going to trash the, their classroom. And eventually it got down to sort of 10, 15 minutes of swearing and pacing up and down and trying to self-regulate through repetition. And, and that that's testament to that member of staff who kept coming back and saying I am here for you we're going to get through this and we're going to work through this together I'm not going to let you down and it's that um, tenacity that perseverance that persistence and and that consistency with the pupils that, that that's really important when we're working with the the challenging pupils that that we do and that challenge stems from them trying to say something to you that they can't articulate um and if you look at it that way what are they trying to say to me when they're being really challenging towards me unpick that and then you'll make great strides brilliant yeah uh, yeah great brilliantly put to be fair yeah <laughs> thanks for thanks for coming on um it's been an absolute pleasure catching up with you again i hope you have another um another positive period um i hope things kind of start to kind of ease ease a little on the kind of staff, <laughs> kind of staff in front but um i wish you all the best and keep on doing what you're doing and yeah great to speak to you yeah thanks david it's been an absolute pleasure and hopefully we can uh catch up again soon at some point um and i'll let you know how my um uh science and history lesson go tomorrow no yeah. problem <laughs> good man <laughs> cheers Stuart. all right thanks a lot then david take it <laughs>